Welcome to season three of Invested in Our New Reality, a podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs who are embracing change and adapting to the new normal as the world navigates the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Siobhan Hassel-McIntosh, a diversity and belonging lead at Shopify, as well as a member of the board of directors for Invest Ottawa. And I'm really glad to have you with us on this journey as we explore the challenges, opportunities, and innovations facing the Ottawa business community at this extraordinary point in history. Today, we're continuing to profile people who've taken part in Digital Main Street, an Invest Ottawa supported program funded in part by the Government of Canada through the Federal Economic Development Agency of Southern Ontario. Digital Main Street is tailor-made for this pandemic, supporting entrepreneurs as they build strong, resilient businesses and sell online. Today, we're talking to Karen Marcotte, the owner of Good Eats Cafe, which offers delicious, fresh, and reasonably priced meals, which take into account the dietary needs of clients. In addition to managing her business during a pandemic, Karen recently became a graduate of the Digital Main Street program, and I'm so looking forward to learning more. Karen, welcome to Invested in Our New Reality. Thank you, Siobhan. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. Awesome. So, Karen, you haven't always been a food industry entrepreneur, but something happened to make you switch career paths and pursue this lifelong dream. Can you tell us about that journey? Yeah. So, through my life as my education, I was a mechanical engineer and an IT project manager. And I worked most of my career at 3M Canada in various positions. And then I consulted in the Caribbean for a while. And then I consulted to the federal government. The Caribbean job was definitely the best gig ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So while I was consulting with the federal government in late 2016, I was diagnosed with a benign, thank goodness, brain tumor. And then another tumor by the end of my job. And um, I had two surgeries relatively quickly, two months apart, and then a few more months of recovery. And um, during that time, I thought about the two major bullets that I had just dodged and the fact that I have always wanted to own a cafe. And I always thought I would do it when I retired, which in retrospect was probably not good planning because it's a whole lot of work. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I wrote up a business plan and did a lot of research and discussed it with my very, very supportive husband and decided that in life, there's no time to waste. So I just dove in and took the leap, left the nice salary and the steady work behind. And um, against the better judgment of my financial accountant, (laughs) And um, I decided that I wanted to buy a cafe. So I discovered Good Eats Cafe, which had everything I wanted. It made everything from scratch, all the freshly baked bread and all the dressings. And it had a very healthy home component to it, like your your mother would make. A lot of comfort food. And um, it catered to all different dietary needs. We have uh, in my family a lot of people with either celiac or gluten intolerances, so it was important to me that we uh, cater to, to those um, dietary requirements. So the good thing about Good Eats is that it was in a cute little house and it was just weekdays, two meals a day, so breakfast and lunch. So it kind of accommodated what I wanted. 
So I um, decided, and it was for sale. So I decided to buy it and I left consulting and I worked for free for the previous Good Eats owner for six months with the staff and learned everything, doing dishes, doing the front of house, cooking, ordering. All of it. All of it. So um, I bought the cafe and started it in 2018. But then six months after I bought the cafe, the little house was sold and slotted for demolition. So we had to move. So we were um, approached by a building down the street, down Albert Street. And so we spent six months modifying that space into an industrial kitchen and put a lot of money into it. And then moved there nine months after I purchased the business. And then a month after month after we moved in, we found out that the government tenant was moving out because the building was being sold. So we had to totally change our focus because no longer did we have six floors of government employees above us. And so we changed our focus to catering and we did a lot of, of marketing free wherever possible and approached a lot of companies and we were fairly successful. Um, in gaining a lot of government and corporate customers to augment the walk-in cafe business. And just prior to COVID, we were catering multiple contracts a day. And in fact, we had one customer that had us catering 300 lunch meals two times a week. So it was, it was very successful and I felt, okay, so we had a challenge. We turned it around, found a new focus and we're doing well. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And I really want to dig into that, you know, like as a relatively new entrepreneur, what is the biggest learning lesson COVID-19 has taught you? Um, well, I guess it taught me not only do you have to, you know, you face changes, there are challenges in your life and COVID certainly was a challenge that no one could have foreseen or, anticipated and figured out how to deal with ahead of time. So we really had to work with our own um, security and, and our creativity. And I think in business, and certainly during challenges like COVID, you can't sit on your heels. There are so many challenges that come up and you have to stay relevant. You have to look at what you can do to make customers want to come in. And of course, when business is slow and you don't have a whole lot of income, you can't really pay a lot for advertising or I couldn't. So um, I had to find interesting creative ways. Uh, We also had to move during COVID again. Oh my goodness. I know because the building owners wanted us to move. They wanted to renovate the building. They were very, very supportive, and I I fought it for a long time, but they were very supportive and offered us another location in the bottom of the live building, uh, live apartment buildings on Bell Street, and they renovated a space to make it big enough for us because we have a pretty big bakery kitchen with all our breads and baked goods, and once I had to shut down for COVID, I realized that there's not going to be a whole lot of business downtown or catering. So we better move to a residential building. So um, we moved at the end of May and 
have been, again, trying to build our business, keep our customers as much as possible and, um, you know, keep things changing and lively here so that the residents don't just have the same, you know, 12 things to order. We change our menu all the time. We try and do specialty drinks. We had to move to a three meal a day, seven day a week business. So again, we had to change our focus and rewrite the business plan to placate our, our, you know, BDC lenders. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, wow. it's been a real challenge. Yeah. And like when I, what I'm hearing in that is some advice, like don't sit on your heels, get creative with your solutions, be willing to review your business model and pivot if you need to. And you've, I mean, been facing changes and constantly thriving on those changes. It sounds like since the beginning. So I guess COVID was another challenge that you had to navigate. And it sounds like, you know, you're figuring it out as you, as you go, but you're staying flexible. Yeah, you have to stay flexible and and look at what you can do as long as you have, you know, good quality product, you have reasonable prices. And like I did try, I knew I had a focused market in this business, in this building, I mean. So for our drinks, I'm not charging a ridiculous amount for the drinks. I'm not scamming the people so that I figured if they're going to be out and about on a Friday night and they're going to want to stop for a drink after work, then they might as well just come home and have a drink yeah. here on yeah. our patio. And so I make it reasonable, you know, the pricing is reasonable and, and we have a very amazing friendly staff and we get to know everybody's names and what they like in their coffee and all that sort of thing. So the customer service, the quality of the product and the changing offering is important. Awesome. And I mean, you're a recent graduate of the Digital Main Street program, which is supported by Invest Ottawa. Can you talk to us a bit about the program and why you decided to apply? Yeah. So I recognized a while ago that we really needed to update our website and we needed to come up with, um, you know, the do's and don'ts of social media. I am not up on that. I was never really sort of big on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. And a young friend of mine took me aside. I was over at her parents' house for dinner and she took me aside and very kindly told me that I really sucked at the Instagram (laughs) posts. And I had her show me some examples and some comparing examples with other types of restaurants. And she told me that, you know, people her age, when they're deciding where to go for dinner, they will go through people's Instagram posts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like I never really realized how influential or important it was. So another friend of mine who is involved in Invest Ottawa or somehow is aware of what Invest Ottawa has to offer and that sort of thing, she showed me the digital or the digital mainstream opportunity and I I jumped on it because I knew I wasn't going to have time nor the know-how to do what I needed to do to update the website. Yeah. So um, it was really, really great. I was so excited when they told me that I was eligible and and going to be able to use this service. So um, it was good. So exciting. And and what was your biggest takeaway from the digital Main Street experience? Um, Well, certainly the biggest deliverable that I appreciated was 
the website because it's so much nicer. It's so much up to date. It has all new pictures and it has, you know, pictures of our current location. And it's very easy for me to update myself. They provided me with um, know-how videos or how-to videos on how to update it, which I thought was like an amazing add-on to what the original deliverables were. And um, our, our menu changes pretty much weekly. So I needed it to be very flexible in that regard. But also they provided me the do's and don'ts and the best practices and the wording and that sort of thing that we should use for our social media posts. And so that young friend of mine, since she was so good at it, I talked her into taking it over for a while until I sort of learned how, and I provided them to her and she was very encouraged by that. And I have to say that our following and our likes or, you know, all those mm-hmm. engagements. Yeah. have really gone up significantly since my friend Ruth has taken it over. Awesome. So, yeah. That's, that's great. And it's just like, what I'm hearing is they don't just help you build through the program, but they actually give you the skills so that you can maintain it yourself right. as, and sustain. That's phenomenal. I mean, we're almost at the end of 2020, almost, which has been a really destabilizing year. What are your plans for 2021? What's on the horizon for you and for Good Eats? Yeah. Well, one thing, we are staying put. We are not, not moving. Yes. Not moving ever again. I told the uh, people in the live building, we're here to stay. So we are part of the community and we work with them on programs. And so we're really kind of working together so that it's a cohesive offering to their community, to all their residents. And we're going to start introducing monthly um, specialty drinks to bring people out of their apartments. I think through all this COVID, there's all sorts of different types of anxieties and scares and, and it's not healthy for people to stay closed in in their apartment all the time. And I feel since we're in the building, it's a bit of a sort of a safe space. So now that we have been able to open up after the, you know, month of shutdown, um, I have students who come in and they do their studying to get out of their apartments and um, trying to get people down for a break. We're also going to introduce a new sort of grocery program so that people don't have to go into the grocery stores as often and through the Ottawa winter. Mm-hmm. And offering some fun nights. We we did do one since we moved here. It was a very, very successful trivia night. But of course, with COVID, we had to cancel all of that. So we're going to do trivia nights at when it's allowed and when it's safe and do open mic nights. And we're going to reintroduce our art program. So at our other location, we had local artists who um, hung their art in our space for a very Ooh. nominal hanging fee. And we took no commission from any sales. I just wanted to support the artists. And it was really successful. We sold one or two of every different artist. And so we will reintroduce that. I shut it down for COVID because I didn't want to be responsible for their artwork when we didn't really have anyone in the restaurant. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to getting sort of back in with the community and offering some fun time to get to know everybody. Awesome. So like, I love that idea of becoming really entrenched in community and providing that space. Karen, you're an inspiration. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for being here. 
No problem. Thank you. Thank you to Digital Mainstream and Invest Ottawa and all the other supporters of the program. It's really, really helped. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. We wouldn't be here without you. We've got more great shows in store, and I hope you'll tune in next time when we'll be talking with more Ottawa entrepreneurs about their resilience and innovation in challenging times. For now, though, I'm Siobhan Hassel-McIntosh. Stay strong, stay healthy, and stay safe.